1993, a gun battle erupts in Waco, Texas between the FBI and the Branch Davidians, and the ensuing standoff ends 51 days later in tragedy. The U.S. House of Representatives approves the North American Free Trade Agreement, better known as NAFTA, and Jurassic Park sets a box office record when it grosses $47 million in just one weekend. In 1993, Microsoft also continued its meteoric expansion, launching new subsidiaries in Puerto Rico, Turkey, Hungary, Ecuador, Morocco, and the United Arab Emirates. And on January 27th, Microsoft Select, a product support program, is introduced to make it easier for large organizations to acquire and maintain Microsoft products. One month later, on February 25th, Microsoft announces that it has finally gained ownership of the Windows trademark through its extensive use of the mark and industry-wide recognition of the Windows product. But not all Microsoft news is as serious as the trademark issue. On March 5th, an article in Telecommunications Magazine talks about how using QJockeys, professional radio DJs who host the Microsoft product support service telephone waiting lines, has proved successful. The QJ program was designed beginning in 1991 to provide a more customer-friendly alternative to the taped background music many companies play for callers on hold. The QJs receive information on the number of callers waiting on each line and then play a variety of music whose goal is to soothe but not irritate the person waiting. On March 22nd, Microsoft Encarta, the first multimedia encyclopedia designed for a computer, goes on sale. A few days later, Microsoft announces the availability of the MS-DOS 6.0 upgrade. Hundreds of you dialed in for this during the elegance of 18 karat gold. E2134, this is a coup. Microsoft just announced the price increase on the DOS 6.0 upgrade. Yeah, it's going to be $129.95. In fact, as of June 1st, it is. We bought these before June 1st. So while our supplies last on this, the MS-DOS 6.0 operating system upgrade, of course, with double space, the antivirus program, it allows you to defragment uh, your hard drive and gives you a lot more disk real estate. $45.90 E2134. You can dial in for that right now. And in more whimsical Microsoft news, on April 6th, the Microsoft Ballpoint Mouse is launched into space. The Ballpoint Mouse hitches a ride aboard the NASA Space Shuttle Discovery, attached to the payload and general support computer running the Space Shuttle's primary scientific project, the Atmospheric Laboratory for Science and Applications. This mouse is the first input device used by NASA in the actual configuration available to general consumers. Back on Earth, Microsoft reports that the number of licensed users of Microsoft Windows now totals more than 25 million, making it the most popular graphical operating system in the world. The corporation receives sad news on April 23, 1993, when Frank Godet, Executive Vice President of Operations and Chief Financial Officer, passes away at the age of 57, after an eight-month battle against cancer. Gaudet came to Microsoft in 1984, and in 1986, he was instrumental in organizing the initial public offering. On April 27th, Microsoft Mouse 2.0, now with a new sophisticated ergonomic design, is made available to customers. The Microsoft Mouse. I hear you now, it's just a mouse. Uh-uh. Microsoft spent millions developing an ergonomic mouse and mouse driver software that makes this an absolute joy to use, both functionally and comfort-wise. E2303, $79.90. You need at least MS-DOS 2.0 or later to run this, and a three and a half or five and a quarter inch disk drive. It comes with a nine pin and 25 pin serial port connector. E2303, hard to find out there in the stores. 
showing just how respected Microsoft's products have become, on May 7th, former President George Bush and his 10-person staff upgrade their computer's mail, 3.2, and Windows Remote Mail, thanks to the Dallas account team. On May 24th, Microsoft announces Windows NT and Windows NT Advanced Server 3.1 at Windows World 1993 in Atlanta, Georgia. The following month on June 2nd, Plug and Play ISA Specification Version 1.0 is released. A week later on June 9th, Microsoft unveils Microsoft at Work. This new software architecture focuses on making the full functionality of digital devices easier to use. The idea of our architecture is to take the entire workplace, the digital workplace, and think of it as a whole, to bring together the idea of the phone, the copier, the printer, the fax, and the PC into one overall approach. The idea is that wherever there's a screen, whether it's on a mobile device that you carry around, or on an advanced phone, or on the PC, you ought to be able to call up a directory and see who's who and get the information about them. You ought to be able to call up your schedule. Any changes that you make to information, like updating someone's phone number, ought to immediately impact all of the devices and get them working together. Likewise, any printing device, whether it's a fax or copier, you ought to be able to control it remotely. You ought to be able to see a graphical representation of what's going on with that device. And you should never have to rekey information as it moves across these various device boundaries. And so it's a very integrated approach. As the summer ends, Excel 4.0 becomes the world's top-selling spreadsheet, shipping more than 5 million new units worldwide. And in the fall, on September 14th, Microsoft ships SQL Server for Windows NT. The shipment of SQL Server and related tools, interfaces, and connectivity components for Windows NT underscores Microsoft's commitment to delivering a complete family of information management products for client-server computing. On October 4th, Microsoft introduces the Microsoft Home brand. It's a broad range of consumer software products targeted at home computer users. Do what you want to do. Good afternoon. I'm Bill Gates. Today we're going to be talking about the most exciting and the highest growth part of the PC market, the home market. We're also going to show you some new products and talk about Microsoft's commitment to this entire area. From the very beginning of Microsoft, we saw the potential for a computer in the home. In fact, our founding vision was a computer on every desk and in every home. Now what we meant by that was that we knew that with the miracle of microprocessor technology and all the other advances, that eventually there would be a machine that was capable enough that the software industry would, would write applications, making that a great tool for learning and education and dealing with information in the home environment. Another technology that Microsoft got behind in the 80s was CD-ROM. Now, CD-ROM is, of course, just the same media, the compact disc, that's used for audio. And because that audio is stored in a digital form, that is, there's numbers on that disc, we can use it in the personal computer. And it's really incredible because the capacity is over 500 times that of a floppy disk. And it means that things like images and motion pictures and lots and lots of text can easy, easily put, be put onto that disk. But over here on these shelves, you can see some of the CD titles that are shipping today. And they run the whole range that you could imagine. Uh, software for kids, software for fun. 
uh, software that, that talks about dinosaurs, musical instruments, you name it. There are now hundreds and hundreds of companies putting this together. And although there's only a few hundred titles out today, uh, within a year we expect there'll be many thousands of titles. And we'll pass that critical point where literally every publisher sees that CD is a, a media that they want to get their material out in. And so the more titles that come out, the more machines we get sold with the CD player, and therefore the more titles we get, leading to a, a, a really incredible phenomenon. A simple image you might want to have in your head is that uh, it's all about taking a very high-speed wire and having that wire connect into the back of the future home PC and to, into the back of the future home TV. And so in the case of the TV, games and videos are all there. In the case of the PC, everything we have today and a lot more where you collaborate with other people uh, will be available. The companies that are successful over this next decade as this all rolls out will be the ones that focus on the things we've talked about today. Uh, how do you make these products useful, enjoyable? How do you put personality into them? And how do you draw on the whole family uh, so that these devices in the home are really something that are very, very worthwhile? On November 1st, the Microsoft Wish system is created to make it simple for customers to send product improvement suggestions. It's a service that acts as a repository for customer feedback by entering all product suggestions into a central database. At year ends on December 7th, Microsoft announces two final and slightly adorable products, Creative Writer and Fine Artist, Microsoft's first two software products designed especially for children. Elsewhere in 93, Puerto Rico voted against becoming the 51st state, Czechoslovakia separated into the Czech Republic and Slovakia, and IBM introduced the ThinkPad family of PDAs. And at Microsoft, it was another booming year, as the fiscal year-end sales total is over $3,752,000,000, and the employee headcount grows to more than 14,000 people. But it's only the beginning, because the following year, Microsoft will quietly begin to develop the next version of Windows, a little operating system known as Windows 95.